0: Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. Our veterans put everything on the line to protect our freedom. We may never be able to repay them for their sacrifice, but we can show them just how much we appreciate all they've done. You can help by simply sharing your time, lending a warm smile, a supportive hand, or a sympathetic ear to someone who needs it. Everyone can do something to make veterans know just how much we appreciate their service. Please visit www.volunteer.va.gov. What will you do?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lions Radio Network. I'm your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And I want to thank our listeners worldwide. Our global map just lights up each show we do, and I want to thank you so much. We really appreciate you, and thank you to all our iHeartRadio listeners. Today we have the most awesome guest. He is not only one of the best athletes, But he is funny, he's an actor, he's a Super Bowl champ, and owner of a beautiful ranch called Lazy Bear Ranch in Idaho. And I want to welcome him to the show. It's Tim Reitman. Hey, Tim.
0: Hi, Donna. Thank you for having me on today.
1: You know, I want want the listeners to get to know you a little bit. I mean, a lot of people know who you are just because, you know, you're a famous athlete. And you're a famous actor as well, I mean you've been in like what so many commercials and t v shows it's amazing and i was I was looking at your acting reel and it was just blown away by it. but I want to start with you know high school and how how did you go from high school and into u c l a and from u c l a into football pro football
0: oh well thanks, thanks for asking and you know it's um thank you for saying that. I don't know if I was such a great athlete, but I was really fortunate to play, and not my words, but NFL Films, the greatest team in football history, which was the 1985 Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears. And so I was, I was, I like to say that I was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, that that team has held up through the years as being one of the one or two of, of the all-time best, you know, teams for one year in the history of football. So I was really fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. But I started, you know, I was, I went to, uh, I grew up in Southern California and I went to a very small little Catholic high school called Mary Star of the Sea. It was an all-girls school two years before I got there. So there, the, the enrollment was about 300 girls and a hundred boys. So, being a, a six foot one freshman, I got to go to the senior prom even, you know, because of the ratio, but, but um, you know, I had a really uh, great high school football coach and even as a, a, so, a sophomore and a junior, he could see that I had potential to go on to the next level and he started writing letters for me. And so by the time my senior year came around, I had 65 scholarship offers, um, a lot of the uh, scholarship offers were actually academic scholarships. I I was a very good student in high school. And when I go out and talk to young kids, I try to tell them the best way to increase your chances of getting an uh, athletic scholarship is through academics. So the division three schools, like uh, you know the Ivy league schools, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Brown, they don't uh, do athletic scholarships, but it's somewhat like uh, we want to give you an academic scholarship, but you still want to play football, right? so that was kind of that, but I, I narrowed it down to three schools. Uh, there were some other great schools like the university of Washington that I really looked at, but it, uh, growing up in Southern California, it was either going to be USC or UCLA and, uh, you know, going to a Catholic high school, Notre Dame had heavily recruited me as well. And my mom, you know, was favored that because of, you know, the Catholic heritage and that sort of thing. Correct. But, uh, it came down to SC and UCLA because I was a mama's boy and didn't want to leave Southern California and chose UCLA. <laughs> USC would have been a great choice, but they recruited me as a linebacker and I wanted to play tight end. Are
1: you, are you there? I'm still
0: here. Yeah, I'm still here. So, so um, I went to UCLA and uh, on on a scholarship and I got to play as a freshman and And, uh, and played four years there and then ended up being the second pick of the bears in 1982 behind Jim McMahon. And uh, unfortunately at that time in 1982, uh, I couldn't come to contract terms with the bears. And there was a new league starting, which has kind of revamped itself this year, the United States football league. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was actually the first player signed in the United States football league by the Chicago blitz and, George Allen was the head coach, and I'm sure a lot of people remember George. He was the uh, coach of the Washington Redskins when they went to the Super Bowl and lost yep. to the undefeated Miami Dolphins, and he was, mm-hmm. he was an interesting head coach. And then um, in 19, I had a two-year contract with them, and uh, I had gotten hurt quite a bit in the USFL, had a couple knee surgeries, and was coming back to the NFL, and really the only team that was interested in me was the Chicago Bears. And I was a, a personal pick of Mike Dickas. Mike had always liked me. He always said that he liked my style of play because it reminded him of, of himself, which is really flattering. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mike uh, brought me in as, as a free agent. I had a, the minimum contract as a free agent with the Bears. My rookie season with the Bears is when we went to the Super Bowl and won. Um, so, you know, coming into training camp, uh, off a knee surgery, and I re- I'll always remember this, Donna. I was walking down the, the uh, hallway of the coaches' offices, and I peeked inside the tight end coach's office, and I looked at mm-hmm. the, his chalkboard where they had the depth chart, and they had nine tight ends coming into camp. And I look at the list, and my name, Tim Reitman, you know, W, was at the bottom, and I go, oh, it just must be because it's alphabetical order. No, they had me last on the depth chart. They thought I was going to be oh. the first person to <laughs> on the team, you know, for training camp. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to camp and, and, uh, things started to work out. I, I have always had a really great relationship with Jim McMahon. We had, we've known each other since we were 20 years old and we we're on all American teams together and played on college, you know, all-star games together. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to have the quarterback on your side if you're a tight end or a receiver. So he started throwing the ball to me and I started making plays and, work my way up the depth chart and guys got cut and guys got hurt. And then by the end of the season or the end of the training camp in the beginning of the season, it was just myself and the starting tight end who was Emery Moorhead. And then uh, we went in to start uh, the season and we were undefeated and going in to play the, the San Francisco 49ers. I think this was week five. And the previous year the the bears had lost to the 49ers 27 to nothing in the NFC championship game and the 49ers had embarrassed the bears and said, Hey, come back when you guys have an offense and you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) So, so we went out to San Francisco and Emory had gotten hurt. So I got an opportunity to start and we ended up beating, um, beating the 49ers in San Francisco, 27 to 10. Uh, Joe Montana was a quarterback and actually that game uh, was actually the first game that Jerry Rice ever started for the 49ers, so that was kind of an historic game oh, wow. uh, for him. But we we ended up beating them, and um, you know we went went on to win the Super Bowl. That was, and and then at that point that was kind of a turning point in my my career with the Bears uh, because I I actually um, had a really great game. <clears throat> I I caught about three passes for about 90 yards and blocked really well. Won a game ball. And uh, Mike Mike Dicker, the coach, um, said, "Tim, you know, I want you to start uh, playing half the time." So I worked my way into the lineup from being, you know, number nine on the depth chart to actually splitting time and starting uh, three games in our Super Bowl year. So that was that was, you know, people always ask where was a where was that point where your career turned? And I always like the saying, you know, what what luck is? Oh yeah, I was lucky that you know I was in the right place at the right time. But I, I like the saying where they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I th- I like to think that I was, like, ready for that opportunity to to come in front of me and take advantage of it.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And then you had a lot of football injuries and decided to leave uh, the NFL, and you became an actor. Uh, what yeah. was, What made you do that? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what made decided, you get into I acting? I decided
0: to get out of well, I, as I like to tell young kids, you know, even if you're lucky enough to make it to the NFL, the NFL stands for not for long. That's your career. <laughs> and so, True. Yeah. So, so I, I told, I told the, I told them. I said, I want to get out while I can still limp. So I, I ended up, <laughs> you know, retiring from the NFL, and and I and I was looking for, um, and really the acting thing came about because I was looking for an outlet because I'm somewhat of a smart ass. So I was looking for, you know, <laughs> if someone paid me to do that. So, so I started out um, doing commercials and that My, Los Angeles is kind of a hometown. So it was going home and that, that's kind of an industry that's there. And I knew people that was in it. And at the time, Donna, I was, I was, um, when I was playing for the bears on our day, our days off, I would um, MC open mic night at the improv in Chicago. And, and I also knew the guy, Bud Friedman, who had owned the improvs. And so when I moved back out, um, he asked, I asked if I would be okay if I emceed the, uh, in, you know, at the improv in West Hollywood. And I got to introduce Jerry Seinfeld and uh, you know, uh, Drew Carey and a bunch of different people that went to the comedy stores to you know, work on their material. I, I did not ever want to be a stand-up. I'm not that funny. But it was always great. I thought great practice and get in front of people and talk and you know tell stories and that sort of thing. So I'd always enjoy doing that. And um, and then when I was doing that one night, a casting director for a commercial said, "Oh, we're we're casting football players," which is you know kind of kind of spot on, right? So I went and auditioning yeah. and lo and behold, I got the commercial. So um, I had one of the first commercials I did was a uh, Levi's jeans commercial guys playing football in the park in the rain. And, um, and so, so and there was this world famous director. I don't, I, you know, I was so green. I didn't know anything about the acting business. I didn't know anything about the big players, but this, you know, really famous director by the name of Joe Pitka, who's done so many great commercials. I mean, the guy is so talented. Um, he had hired me to do this football commercial, and I didn't know he had the reputation of being he's like six foot seven. He's a big guy and he has a reputation of being kind of a bully and, and just testing people. Which so I'm there and uh and um 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 we're in a break and he says something really I can't remember what it was, but it was kinda of rude, right? So I look at him I look up at him, I go, Pitka You know what that reminds me of another dumb Pollock I used to work for, Mike Ditka. <laughs> He's like his eyes get really big, and he looks at me and he goes, "He played for Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka was my hero. I love that guy. And and I ended up being friends with Joe Pitka and you know, and and we would play basketball together all the time. And his office was very close to my uh, condo in Santa Monica. And the guy probably made my acting career. He probably put me in fifteen commercials, you know, off of our relationship. And I like to think that I." was able to do the work or or look the part or whatever and we ended up doing some he ended up putting me in some really awesome commercials there's one commercial that we did um it was back in 1993 actually with uh, michael jordan it was called hair jordan it was a commercial in the precursor to space jam with uh michael jordan (laughs) and bug Bunny. and it's like a famous super bowl commercial and you know it's been around for a long time but lots of people have saw that and that sort of thing and and then and then I yep. kind of went from doing the commercials to kind of starting getting my feet wet and different different acting little parts and stuff like that, and it was fun, I got yeah, you were on Walker. Jag,
1: everybody knows jag
0: yeah and then and then uh Chuck, I got to be on Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris beat me yep. up, so that was that was you know fun, and then I don't know if I think you saw my my little acting reel uh that's on yes. that's on YouTube, right. And so if you saw you did see the the part where I did a strip tease? <laughs> did you see that part? That
1: is hilarious.
0: So so that was my first real acting job. That was that was a um, show called Rachel Gunn R N. It lasted for about six episodes. It was it was a spin off from the producers of Married with Children. And so if you have know anything about acting, when you go in, you audition, they give you sides, or at least the time when I was acting, they give you sides, which are a couple pages of the script. And so they had hired Fabio to actually do that part, and they couldn't, I guess they couldn't understand it because he has a really thick Italian <laughs> accent. So, so lo and behold, I go in and I audition for this part, and I get the part, and then, then the character's name was Thor, and he's like the next door neighbor who's a stripper, <laughs> and so um, as I, when I get the part, <clears throat> I I start reading the whole the whole script, and it says Thor walks into the room of women that are in a in a living room, and he asks them if would like they'd like to see his, and they all scream yes, and and I have to bring in a boom box that I push the music down and I start doing the clip <laughs> So I'm actually a very humble guy, like the last guy to take his shirt off at the beach. And I'm going, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. And I go, okay, I can do anything for a joke. I can do anything for a laugh. And so um, I choreograph my, my 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 moves, right, whatever those are. And so sec- so I get to the set, and now they put me in a wig because they had an idea that the guy would look like Fabio with long hair. I've never had long hair. So they put me in a wig. And then the director says, Tim, because it, we're in the sound studio, when you push down the button to play the music for your dancing, there won't be any music because we have to dub it in after our echo in the, the thing. And I go, okay, so I'm, I'm doing a strip tease in a wig with no music, played in my head, to a live studio audience of 250 people. And I'm like, I really have to have a good sense of humor about it. So that oh my was God. my first... Yeah, that was my first real acting experience. And, I, and it kind of helped me because I figured, okay, this is the worst. This is my worst nightmare. If I can get through this, <laughs> I can get through anything. And, and then then I was fortunate to, to work for like 13 years as an actor and, you know, make enough money to, you know, be part of the Screen Actors Guild. And I did other things as well. And I had always been involved in real estate and doing development and that sort of thing, which kind of led me to – my reinventing myself again when i when i moved up to idaho and and um found property and and i've been building my ranch now for
1: about 20 years it's absolutely beautiful and i want to let people know it's called the lazy bear ranch in idaho what city is it mm-hmm. in
0: it's it's in Weezer, idaho it's and if there if people are interested they can check out we uh, lazybearranch.com uh, and and check it out we do a lot of different things from here um, one of the main things that we do donna in the, in the fall is we do pheasant hunting so we're just starting mm-hmm. now our pheasant hunting and we'll go all the way through march with that but we did about oh fifteen 15 weddings uh this last season uh we do all kinds of different parties and charity events and the governors of idaho the last two governors have been out here on pheasant hunts and different events and It's a lot of fun. I tell people I'm in the fun business because I'm either, you know, being able to go out when people are really enjoying themselves in the outdoors or at a party. And I've kind of grown it organically in the sense that as we've needed things, I've built them. Uh, I just finished a brand new. uh, In fact, we're having our grand opening on October 16th of uh, 12 new uh, guest rooms. I built a motel on site and and a commercial kitchen so we can do everything right from the ranch here. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, if you know the name, I played for the Bruins, which are bears and then I got to play for the, the Chicago bears. And so I figured they named ranches, the lazy B or the lazy J. So I figured lazy bear was a good, a good thing that people <laughs> can remember. Although Perfect. as you know, you know, um, you have a very easy name to remember, you know, and, and as you know, um, it's always in marketing, and you have to tell people two or three times. I still have some of my best friends say, hey, Tim, how is life in Iowa? I go, no, I live in Idaho, not <laughs> Iowa. And it's like to this day, they still they still mix it up. So it's just people you have to keep reminding them. So the easier you make it for them to find you, I think the the better it is.
1: Absolutely, and I do want to tell people that you are hilarious because you were inducted to the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame, which you didn't mention in 2003, and I got to see your – you sent the speech to me this morning, and I was dying laughing, and I want uh, people to know that if they go to your YouTube page, they can watch that, and it's, it's epic. <laughs> 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 it well, thank you. epic. It is definitely epic. I died. I I didn't – I wasn't <laughs> – sure what to expect. And I thought, you said, Oh, I love it. Cause my mom's in the audience. And I thought, Oh, that's so sweet. And then I just was rolling and I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> this is epic. It's perfect. It was awesome.
0: Well, my, my, I was very fortunate. My mom taught me my sarcasm. So I, I learned, <laughs> I learned from the best. I tell you, she was, she was a little five foot three Italian woman that I was afraid of until, you know, the day she passed away. So that was, uh, I had a lot of respect for her. And, and, you know, she was, she was the one that went to all the games and from high school. And then when I was playing for the bears, I would have her come in when we'd have weeks where we'd have two home games together and, you know, all of that. She just, you know, she really enjoyed it and was my biggest fan. And it was, a, it was a lot of fun to, to play, you know, play in front of her. And then I would always invite her to everything that I ever did and accomplished and that sort of thing. And, you know, she's, she she was a barometer for me. I, you know that the I also um, thank you for mentioning the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame and in, in the city that I grew up in, Donna, they had um, a Sports Walk Hall of Fame, and I got inducted in that in 1987. It was a local thing, but it was also they would bring in national figures to induct with one local guy. And the year that I got inducted, I got inducted with Wilt Chamberlain and Mark Spitz. So my little plaque wow. on the wall. My little plaque on the wall was in between those two guys. And when I got up to do my speech, when I got up to do my speech, I said, um, I said, you know, I'm humbled that I'm located in between Mark Spitz who has won eight gold medals in the Olympics. And on the other side of me is Will Chamberlain who in his autobiography said that he slept with over 20,000 women. I haven't even touched myself that many times. And, and you know, it's a little off color joke and a little off color. And I, you know, those kind of things I would always run by my mom and I'd go, Hey mom, do you think this is appropriate? And she'd go, yeah, go for it. You know? so
1: she was... I love her. You definitely have my sense of humor and that's what I love so much. And I just, oh, I love you. that you've loved your mom so much. And I hope that people will check out the lazy bear ranch. It's, it's, fantastic. I saw all the photos, and I've read about it. And if people do want to get to know you a little better, they can actually go to that website and read your bio. And there's a couple video clips there as well. And I want to thank you so much. I know you're busy right now with pheasant season, and I appreciate that you came on to talk to all of us. Um, and I oh, wish you the best welcome. of luck with the ranch.
0: Thanks, Donna. And I And, you know, people... I know that I've uh, listened to your your podcast, know that all the quality people that you have on, and I, I'm just honored that you asked me to come on with all the other, you know, fun people that you've had on your, your show, So, and good luck.
1: Oh, Tim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a great rest of your day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Everyone, that was Tim Reitman. And if you want to find out more, go to com. And all the information is there, and it's actually a really cool place. And if you pheasant hunt or you're getting married or you just want to get away for a couple of days, go check it out. And uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in again. As always, I appreciate the clicks and the likes and the fact that you guys tune in. Don't forget we have the WOW show as well, the conspiracy uh, show called The Mind Twist. And coming soon is Love, Liberty, and Lip Gloss. You want to stay tuned for that one because it's going to be a little intense, and I think you're going to really like it. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.